wherever you're at, you're in a growing process and a building process. So enjoy the moment, right? Savor the little things. Hey, we had some kids that got trained. Hey, we got kids that, you know, started praying for their friends, you know, uh, to come to Jesus. Hey, they started filling out forms and getting organized. All those things matter and they lead to, they lead to the end result, right? Of a fully functioning club, student-led, student-initiated, gospel going forth, kids coming to Christ and getting connected to church. Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. You may not be listening in the morning, but we are recording in the morning. Uh, I have the good fortune of doing something a little different. Our friend Brad is off this week, and so I invited my friend, uh, Chris Lane, to jump into the studio today. So Chris is remote and jumping in. Chris, thanks for being here today, man. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Hey, everybody. Man, we are great here in Las Vegas. Chris, where are you right now? I'm in Nashville. Where are you? I'm in the center of the universe, Steve. I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. <laughs> right here, man, where it all happens. It is not a bad life to be in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yeah. Amen to that, brother. Uh, Chris, we have a ton of people that are from First Party that listen and watch the podcast or the vidcast, but we also have folks that are brand new to it. So can you catch those who are pretty new to it, just who you are? what the Lord's been doing with you over the last 22 years with First Priority. Just catch us up, man. Yeah. Hey, first of all, 25 years. So thanks for uh, knocking a few off of there, but that's okay. We're actually celebrating our 25th year on campus right now. So that's very exciting. So I am the uh, director of First Priority here in South Florida, which uh, actually encompasses uh, seven counties now. So we're really excited about what God is doing. Uh, we have a massive land mass area. Uh, with the potential to be on, you know, 800, 900 different campuses when we include first priority epic clubs on middle school and high school, and then also first party game day clubs on elementary. So we have a big mission field, uh, exciting time to be in South Florida, uh, reaching students with the hope of the gospel. And Chris, just background wise, you were a youth minister doing campus ministry inside a local church, right? And then bumped to, hey, I need to start this across my city. Is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I was a youth pastor at a local church, uh, you know, uh, knew, knew a lot of other youth pastors in our community because we were uh, getting together, uh, hosting a conference at our church, a student conference, uh, you know, one of those weekend conferences. So all the other churches were coming. So we had some great relationships built uh, and then prayer groups, you know, kind of formed out of that, eating lunches together, youth groups doing stuff together. And then we started to realize, like, we got a lot of kids that go to the same schools that don't even know each other or didn't know that. And then uh, I knew about the first party strategy, right, because I, I lived in Birmingham, went to college up there for a while. And we all know that the, a lot of the roots of first priority come out of Birmingham, Alabama, and so I kind of revisited that and uh, God put it on my heart to, to get that going here. I was a little reluctant at first because, you know, I'm at a church. I'd been there many years. You know, we had camps and conferences and youth leaders in place and a lot of kids coming. Uh, very easy to stay comfortable. But God said, uh, no, I got a different plan. So fast forward 25 years. It's been an incredible ride. We've seen a lot of great things happen. God is doing a really cool work. I mean, I just think it's it's really typical of when the body of Christ gets together, 
puts mm. down, you know, the logos and all the other stuff. And we come together for the sake of the kingdom, working together, praying together, breaking bread together, uh, strategizing together to see what God can do as we are unified as one voice for the gospel. And uh, God's just done some really cool things. And so I'm super stoked, super excited. And to be honest, I get a lot of credit for what God is doing. So I just want to say God is doing some really cool things and I'm just excited to be on the ride. Yeah, that's uh, that's well said, Chris. Appreciate that. Well, that is the reason you're here today. Today's podcast is, is really around something that your team does extraordinarily well. Uh, a lot of us that are directors in other communities, uh, we choose to borrow something that you guys do, which is to celebrate the win and to be really wise in celebrating that on all the layers that you deal with, right? Whether it's on the student level, on the faculty level, all the way up to those youth ministers that you're serving, as well as having served on campus. So what I thought I would do today and what we want to do on the podcast is tell a few stories. Um, I've got a couple from the national area because like you, we're starting to see some things grow and gain and God's doing cool stuff and we're out of the way, right? But I thought I'd ask you just, you know, what is the Lord doing on the campus right now that we can celebrate uh, in month one of campus ministry down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida? Yeah, man. Great question. First of all, I appreciate you saying that you, you know, you copied from us, celebrate the win, but I'm sure we got it from somebody else too. <laughs> so, you know, I got a friend of mine that says the, the old earth's been around for a little over 6,000 years and there's not much original anymore. So that's yeah. okay. Right. So, but, but, but yeah, we love to celebrate here and uh, share what God's doing. Some of the things that we do internally and I really love is we use an app, um, a mobile app called Slack. Uh, it kind of keeps our team together. And we just have a couple threads in there where we're constantly uh, just sharing God's stories, updates of what God's doing, pictures, you know, that we're receiving from campus. So it's just fun to look in there every day and to see, uh, you know, the buzz, especially this time of year. Like, hey, this this club launch, this school, we prayed for a teacher, this school, we prayed for student leaders. Here it is. Here they go. Uh, this school had their first meeting. So just some highlights on that, just to kind of give a little perspective and I know that we're in a very big area so that's not I don't want people to get you know you can get discouraged like when, when we say oh we've got this many campus clubs or this is what's going on I mean the the thing is too we've been going for 25 years right wow. and we've we've been you know reaching this area and we live in a very big area right so this school year and again we're just now starting uh like most people are so we're not at full force yet but We've had 184 uh, club meetings, right? And that's on uh, 112 campuses. Um, you know, we've had over 4,200 students attend, and we've seen 176 students come to Christ, right? And wow. some of these clubs, like, just started yesterday. And then we've still got, you know, prayerfully, our goal is that another 100 plus will start in the next six weeks. Um, but here's some cool things, right? Monday, two days ago from the recording of this, four students came to know Christ at Jensen Beach High School, right? So the club started a few weeks ago. They started going through the cycle. If you're uh, familiar with First Party, you know that there's different um, kind of um, guides, not really curriculums, but things you can download and students can use as a resource to go through. We use Epic, right? And in Epic, there's an invite week where students are encouraged to pray for their friends, invite them to a meeting on campus where the gospel will be preached. So the cool thing is, is it works, right? Four students came to know Christ at Jensen Beach High School. 
Another cool one is at uh, Clark Advanced Learning Center, 26 students are active in the club. Now that's a pretty cool number because that's 10% of the school population. So we have a club where 10% of the students are Christians and their leadership in the first party club. So we can't wait to see what happens there. All right, so um, let me pause you. Hang on, slow down a yeah. minute. I'm going to yeah, take a breath. No, no, that's good. Let's ping pong a little bit. So that first one you talked about, I want to share one with you as well that I think will be helpful, right? So we've yeah. got a school in Nashville we have prayed for and served for too many years, uh, it, more than a dozen, probably 15. And that particular school has been just absolutely a roadblock for anybody to do anything on campus, students, anyone. Christian students have been turned out over and over again, but they've continued to pray and meet. So we have our, as you know, our Pray for Students weekend that we do. And I told a piece of this story at another podcast that we did. We have our Pray for Students weekend. And one of the seniors said to me, Mr. Steve, we, we really want to have a coach that helps us this year so that we can be better than we've ever been before because we're now allowed to meet. Cool. You've never been allowed to have any outside adults on campus. It's always been closed, even though that's not quote unquote legal. We've been respectful, right? She said, well, this is the year. And I said, listen, your faith is so high. Let's just ask the Lord, right? Let's just, Mm -hmm. why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we say this is the year? Well, don't you know, two days later, she texted me and said, I've gotten the principal's approval and we got a faculty sponsor, right? Mm -hmm. Yesterday, that club had their first invite week week three, and every student leader, 15 strong, was asked to bring a friend, and they all did. And two students made decisions for Christ. Amen. Amen. So here's a closed campus that's been untouchable for more than a dozen years. This little, I mean, she's tiny. When I say she's little, she is tiny, but her faith is monstrous. And she decided, nope, we're going to turn this thing upside down. And man, their very first invite week, they had two kids come to Christ yesterday. It's unbelievable what God's doing. Well, and that that's a great principle, right? Several things that I pick up, man, prayer works, right? Like prayer yeah. works. Yeah, and our great. patience and in, in, in faithfulness to stick to the plan that God has, right? Honoring the rules, honoring the authorities. But then when the opportunity comes to, to seize that moment, right? And a passionate leader, right? What a... What a great testimony. What great encouragement of a young student that is passionate about their relationship with Christ and has a real compassion for her fellow students to come to know Jesus. So Mm -hmm. that's that's what I love about like what we do every day is that it works like like it works. The gospel works. Prayer works. Right. Preaching and sowing seeds of God's word is powerful. Right. So that is an awesome testimony, Steve. Love to hear it, man. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. So give me another one. You had another story. You were armed and ready to go with. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, yesterday at McNichol Middle School, right? Now, this is not the way that it's supposed to go down, right? But (laughs) it's a very rough school. Sure. You know, hey, we want to have a club. So 14 kids come to the club, right? To the launch. And they're going to be the student leaders, right? But actually... When our, our guy is getting it going and he's training them, he realizes like these kids, they don't really have a personal relationship with Jesus by the questions that they're asking. Yeah. So he says, hold, hold up. And he goes through the plan of salvation, shares the gospel. And all 14 kids, all 14 kids say, yes, I want to start a relationship with Jesus. Okay. So that now is like, now listen, that's not the way it's supposed to go. Right. But hey, God does what God's going to do. And on that day, yesterday, 
14 kids came out to a club launch and realized that, hey, nobody in here really knows the Lord. They're excited about doing something. So, and these kids come to know Jesus. So it's just, you know, stuff like that every day that gets you excited, you know, to get out of bed and go, I'm doing something that is not just purpose, but it's God's purpose for redeeming the soul of man. And these lives are going to be changed for all of eternity. And I love it. I, I just get so excited. I'll tell you what, Steve, go, I don't know if you got another one. I know you had some. No, I, I was going to give you some feedback on that one. So let me, yeah. a couple of things that I grabbed from that one, right? Right. Number one, how great that your campus leader was obedient to the Holy Spirit in that moment and didn't just plow through a meeting, right? Which he easily could have done. If he was just there serving his time, Yes, it was part of what his pastor said. He, I mean, right. His pastor says, you got to be on campus. Right. But mm. he actually had a heart for that student body and said, whoa, let me slow this train down because we've got to get the cart before we got the horse. Right. We got to slow down a little bit, and make sure we get this thing right. So I yes. love that. And then number two, and you said this, well, praise God that he'll just do what he wants. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We'll just if we'll just be obedient and get out of the way. Right. 14 kids coming to Christ in the club. If you had the best leadership in your city, you may not have 14 come to Christ in a single club. Right. That's unusual. But here you are. Very first club at a school. And, I, and we deal with this in Nashville, too. We've got metro schools we walk into and everybody shows up because they're hungry, but they have no idea what you're talking about. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so just the idea that he would be obedient and that and, and care for their souls that much is huge. Well, and again, you know, like we we have a strategy, right? And we have Epic and Hope and we have resources, right? Like like these prayer cards, right? Like every one of our cities is challenging students to pray for their friends, yeah. to come to Christ. And and sometimes like, I, I and, and our biggest challenge, right? Is like follow-up, right? We want to see kids come to Christ and yeah. get to a church, but yeah. it doesn't always work like that. Like it, 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 we live in a day and age where, and I don't, I don't, like this and it's not like our number one you know plan but sometimes that's the only church that's yeah. the only group of believers that some kids will ever encounter or have ever encountered and now like we hope and we try and we plead and we pray and we do all we can to get them to church but for for many it it's it's almost a near impossibility right maybe they work or they don't their family doesn't have the resources or whatever it is but i can't like I can't be bummed out about that. I'm just excited that, hey, you're hearing the gospel in this area and seeds are being planted. Maybe you make a, a decision and you start this relationship, but then I have to trust like the Holy Spirit's at work, right? Like we're given like every chapter, we're giving kids Bibles. This is God's word, right? It doesn't return void. So it goes home and it enters their heart. And maybe, maybe we don't even see the fruit of them joining a youth group right now or attending a church, maybe that happens down the road, right? But at least this is, they're coming and they're hearing and they're being surrounded by truth, um, God's word and people that love them, you know? So it, again, it's not always like the way we draw it up. It's the way God, the way God does it, you know, and chooses to work. Well, you brought up a good point. Haley, uh, one of our guys out in East Tennessee that worked with David North and Aaron out in the East Tennessee area, Haley threw something up on socials the other day, which was a great win. He had a club scenario where some kids came to Christ. But what happened was those kids realized, hey, I need more than just my campus body of believers. I need a place that I can connect to more regularly. 
And so those kids actually brought their families to church. Amen. And very early in the school year, they've already seen a connection back to the church. But again, it wasn't an adult working the plan. It was the Holy Spirit working on this life of this new student, this new believer and saying, hey, I got more for you. If you're hungry, like I got more for you. And he grabbed his family. And it's again, it's like you said, it's not one of the ways that we would do things. We would say, hey, kid that loves Jesus, get that kid involved in a youth group. And maybe, right, maybe God does something and tracks the family. But in yes. this case, it was God just taking care of business. It's super cool. Amen. Amen. So and again, the ultimate goal, right, is in our strategy and in our heartbeat is kids come to Christ on campus. And then we connect them to a church and we all do that. But yeah. sometimes it, it just doesn't work like that. And they, you know, they they come to first priority and that might be their only chance. So we're going to take advantage of that, too. Right. We're not going to just get bummed out about it. We're going to say, hey, you're here. We want you to go to church and hopefully they begin to grow into that. All right. Before we tell our last stories, I think for those who are new launching first Friday, it'd be helpful for you and I to both bring up some tension that we're dealing with in our local communities. I'll do the first one just to set up what I'm talking about. And then we'll land this plane for the day. But I've got a club that's six years old. We actually launched with the local school. Okay. So when they launched the school, we launched the club. Kids came and said, Hey, my, my siblings have been involved in this in other schools. This school's launching. We want to start it. So we did. And they had a change in leadership over the summer. And so they did not notify our club that we were allowed to be on campus. They just went around with their business, hoping we would go away. Mm. And so I have gone back to the administration and said, hey, guys, the students are ready. As an organization, we've been emailing and calling since July and haven't gotten anywhere. And that's because your leadership changed. And now you're telling students they can't meet. And so I'm working through the process of trying to be cordial to a school that I've served both inside first party and other ways, but also pushed it a little bit and say, ah, we're, we're not going to take this away from the Christian students or the students that need to hear good news because you tried to find a way to kind of slippery find your way out of it. So for those of you who aren't that launching clubs, yeah, we're celebrating Wednesday. We're going to celebrate Amber's 52 clubs, right? We're going to celebrate all these things that are going on, but there is also the other side of it, which is there is this natural tension every year for us where we're having to relaunch clubs in all the schools. And you made a brief mention to it, right? You're at 112 schools currently, and your number is to be over 200. So tell us a little bit about that tension and something you're working through. Yeah, and I mean, you know, everybody's got different circumstances and situations. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I hate to talk about this like this, but coming out of COVID, right? Yeah. You know, like we're in a, the world is different, right? Some things are just different. And people are moving. Some people are moving slower. Some people are, you know, they've taken on other responsibilities at their churches. Schools are understaffed. There's a lot of tensions that, that are natural because of coming out of that, right? We all want to kind of just put it in the past and move on, but there's realities, right? So you are relaunching, you are restarting. And one thing we've realized this school year that we're, we're trying to address right now is we don't want to, we don't want things to launch this late next year. We want to do, we want to do a better job, um, not just in the summer, because the summer is challenging. We want to do a better job in the spring. So February, March, April, we want to really be intentional on lining up our teacher, 
you know, faculty sponsor for the next school year. We were supposed to do that, right? But, you know, we lost some time and everybody was just gasping for air and all this was going on. So we want to be putting in place right now a plan for next school year so that we're not so far behind and we're not launching clubs, you know, October 1st. We're launching them, you know, August, late August, you know what I mean? Um, Which is important for us because we miss a whole maybe month or six weeks of students meeting, uh, clubs being established, and then kids might join other clubs or get other activities. So it's important. So we're working through that. But it is a tension, right? Because leadership changes. And that's why your um, campus coach, campus mentor type people, your youth leaders, they, their communication with the teacher sponsor and the sp- teacher sponsor with the administration is critical, right? Because if that teacher sponsor, that faculty person is in is in good communication and good standing, then these things don't happen, right? Like, oh, we didn't know it's a leadership change. Now, some things happen last minute, I get. But for the most part, we can be ahead of that instead of behind it. And that's just my, my obviously a challenge that we all have, but that's just kind of our approach is trying to stay ahead of things instead of getting surprised by things. And listen, everything is important in the process, right? Like we'll, we'll be on a Zoom or prayer together with our team and it'll be like, man, we got to pray. We don't have something at this school. We don't have a teacher sponsor or we're running into some roadblocks. And no doubt prayer opens doors, raises up people, gives people courage. God answers that. And I can't tell you how many times we've gone through a day and it's like, we'll pray for that that morning. And then somebody like, you're never going to believe this. We got this text out of the blue from somebody like, like you know, this story, you've had it happen to you many times. Right. And I think that's what's, what's huge about it. Right. It's like, trust the process, trust the Lord, move at his pace, bathe everything in prayer, right? Who is out there in your community that can be praying for this, right? Prayer not only moves the heart of God to, to this, you know, global, you know, local missions that we're doing, but it also um, empowers people and, and educates people to what's going on. Hey, will you pray for me about God to raise up a teacher sponsor at a school? Well, I don't even know what you guys do. Well, then you share the vision. It's like, whoa, yeah, I'll definitely pray for that. So, I mean, I think that those are really cool things. Celebrate the little things like, hey, we got a teacher. Hey, we trained some students. Hey, we got this club, got an Instagram post up. I mean, just those things, because everything matters and builds to the future. Sometimes we want to just everything to happen in the first week. And that's not building, right? Building is gradual and it's putting together methodical, intentional growth so that there can be a great commission club on that campus for many, many years to come. So wherever you're at, you're in a growing process and a building process. So enjoy the moment, right? Savor the little things. Hey, we had some kids that got trained. Hey, we got kids that, you know, started praying for their friends, you know, uh, to come to Jesus. Hey, they started filling out forms and getting organized. All those things matter and they lead to, they lead to the end result, right? Of a fully functioning club, student-led, student-initiated, gospel going forth, kids coming to Christ and getting connected to church. And that's really good. Chris, really appreciate your time today and just encouraging us. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned all glory to God. And so I really appreciate that. I do want you to know we are grateful for your 25 years of faithfulness. We're grateful for those moments where you looked in the mirror and thought, man, I could do something that would be a whole lot easier, right? And make a whole lot more. And and yet you've chosen to do what you do and God's been gracious to your family. So thanks for being faithful and stewarding well what you have down there. Thanks for being willing to pour into this group of folks that listen to the podcast or the vidcast. And friends, if you 
If you enjoyed today's podcast, we appreciate your five-star rating. We appreciate you liking and sharing. And uh, if you've got some comments you want to give us about, hey, these are things that I'm walking through. These are wins that I'm having. We really encourage you to interact with us. Everybody, it's been great to spend a moment with Chris Lane. Steve, thanks thanks for having me. Listen, I want to say this right back to you, man. You're doing a great job in Nashville and uh, all over the country in investing in different cities means a lot. It matters. Keep going, brother. I'm thankful for you, my man. Thanks, Chris. Everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. Those of you that are online with us, thanks for watching the vidcast. We'll see you soon.